Shen. If he deserves it, why don't we give it to him this morning? Can we give him the highest praise? Come on, let's give him the highest praise. He deserves it. Oh, he deserves it. He deserves that and much more. Come on, let's give him a hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. He deserves it. He deserves it. Bless his name. God bless you. Oh, bless your name, God. He's good. Anybody know he's good this morning? Anybody know he's really good this morning? Oh, bless your name. Our hallelujah belongs to you. Oh, you deserve it, Lord. You deserve it. Hallelujah. My God, my God. We bless your name. Bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. We thank you for those of you who are joining us online. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you're worshiping and watching KJ Live and that you're inviting them to worship 
along with you. Let us pray this morning. God, our hallelujah, <laughs> belong to you. All the glory, all the honor, and all the praise belong to you. Oh God, we bless you this morning. We lift our hands, we lift our heads, and we lift our voice to say thank you. Nobody but you, God, could have woken us up this morning. Nobody but you, God, could have started us on our way. And Lord, we glorify your holy name. You're good all by yourself. You don't need no help. And God, we say thank you. You brought us through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We say thank you. You brought us through Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We say thank you. And then you woke us up early this morning. Clothed us in our right mind. Brought us to the house of prayer. And Lord, we say thank you. Our hallelujah belongs to you. You're good, God. And we bless your name. Lord, have your way in this service. Fall fresh in this house. Anoint us with your presence. God, stand by us. Sit with us. And fill us with your precious Holy Ghost. Speak to our hearts, oh God. For we need to hear a word from thee. And Lord, we promise that as we experience your power and your presence, that we shall leave this place transformed, reflecting more of your glory, more of your image, that others in the world will know that we have been with you. We ask it in Jesus' name, our mighty Savior. Jesus' name, our rose of sharing. Jesus' name, our bright and morning star, we pray it in the name of Jesus, and for his sake we pray, amen, amen, and amen. What an awesome God we serve, what a mighty God we serve, and what a marvelous God we serve. Can anybody testify he's done marvelous things? He's done marvelous things. He's done marvelous things in our lives. And for that, we're going to give him praise. Come on, choir.
Chapel. How y'all feeling this morning? Wonderful day. Uh, let us pray. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be here today, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to actually fellowship. Lord, I pray that today will serve as a point of that we can connect. You know, uh, I learned yesterday that sometimes when it's time for someone to pour into you, you have to connect first. So I pray that we can connect and allow our pastor to pour into us what the Lord has given him. I pray for our sick and shedding. I pray for our city. Uh, I pray for our children. Lord, I just I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing everyone that's here to be here, Lord. And I pray that you continue to cover us, continue to guide us, continue to dwell around us and in us, that we may give the world what you have for them. I ask these words in Son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Today's word will come from John 6, chapter 6, verse 66, 67. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Thank you, Lord. may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Deacon Moore, for the scripture and this morning's prayer. Amen. 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 Listen, there's so much going on uh, happening in the next uh, week or so. And uh, I, I listen, let me just go ahead and confess to you, I am pretty excited right now. I'll go ahead and confess to you, I am pretty excited right now. Pretty, pretty excited, pretty excited because next Sunday, y'all, next Sunday, y'all, uh, we'll start the, the uh, General Missionary Baptist State Convention, our annual session, and it starts with the inauguration of your pastor as president of the convention. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. So I am pretty excited about that. Again, we are inviting all of K Chapel uh, to come and share that wonderful occasion with us. Uh, we want we want you all. Now listen, it starts at six, uh, but but I want to make sure that K Chapel gets seated in good reserved seats. We already got them reserved, but we can't hold them past six o'clock, y'all. So so try to be there at least by five forty-five. Amen. At least by five forty-five. I would say five thirty, but uh, but at least by five forty-five. That'll make sure that all of the K Chapel receipt, uh, reserve seats. Uh, are, are, are taken by K Chapel members. Amen. And then everybody else just got to fend for themselves. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. But we, we certainly look forward to a great time uh, as we begin those uh, that session. And I do solicit your prayers uh, as we begin this journey together. We have an awesome team and awesome administration uh, with us and awesome staff working with us as well. And so we're looking forward to a great next four years together. We've already, we, it's a five-year term, but we've already done one year. Amen. We've already done one year. And so the next four years, we look uh, forward to together and doing some awesome things uh, for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. I understand we have attorney, Demetrius Hodges. Demetrius Hodges, are you here? God bless you, Demetrius Hodges. God bless you. We're going to hear from you this morning. She's running for Hines County Chancery Court Judge District 5, Sub-District 3. Uh, so, Attorney Hodges, if you will come now, introduce yourself to us. Amen, amen. We give you about two minutes to do that. Amen, and I think she can do that just well. Amen. 
God bless you and God keep his prayer. As she comes, I ask that Tori gets ready uh, because I understand, Tori, you have emphasis as well after, after the attorney. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, K Chapel. Again, I am Demetrius Hodges, and I am running for Hines County Chancery Court Judge and Sub-District 3, and that consists of West Jackson, some of South Jackson, the Queens, and the Clinton Boulevard area. Judge Denise Owens, she is retiring after 30 years of blazing very strong trails here for us in Hines County, and I am asking for your vote and support so I can continue to extend those trails that she has blazed. I am wanting to become your next Hines County Chancery Court judge so I can bring safety, security, and stability into the lives of our children and families here in Hines County. I am from Jackson, Mississippi. I attended Walton Elementary School, Rowan Middle School, Rowan Middle School and I um, couldn't become a 3-3 even though I lived right outside of Georgetown, um, but I had the opportunity to attend the historical Piney Woods Country Life School. Amen because my seventh grade reading teacher from Rowan Middle School, she took an interest in me because I was living in an unsafe home. She and her husband took me in, gave me the opportunity to attend Piney Woods. They changed the trajectory of my life and I'm able to stand before you as a judicial candidate. Amen, amen, amen. Because of my godparents, Dr. Walter and Mamie Crockett, I am following in their footsteps as a licensed foster parent, and I've been a licensed foster parent for a couple of years now, caring for our children in the foster care system. And I want to bring my unique life experiences to the bench as your next Hines County Chancery Court judge. I'm asking for your vote on November 8th, and I'm also asking for your prayers and your support. Um, Again, Demetrius Hodges, Hodges for Hines. I would love your vote and support. If you'd like to learn more about my campaign, you can find us on social media, Facebook or Instagram at Hodges for Hines, or you can reach out to our campaign directly. Thank you. Good morning, Kay Chapel. All right, my name is Tori Owen. I'm doing emphasis for the past anniversary. So every year we take time to show our shepherd, Pastor Reginald M. Buckley, how much a blessing he is to Cade Chapel. This year our theme is honoring our pastor's spiritual knowledge and earthly understanding. We take this time to say thank you for the many services of years of ushering us into worship, nurturing our souls to grow in Christ, connecting and delivering the word with current issues using biblical and current references, Lastly, not only being a leader, but being a servant leader. One who serves by enriching the lives of individuals, builds better organizations, and ultimately creates a more just and caring world. So if you have noticed at Cage Chapel, we strive to do four unique things. We worship, we grow, connect, and serve. So if you'd like to give a token of love to say thank you, we have anniversary envelopes available, or you can use the Cage Chapel app. So on July 31st at 11 o'clock, let's celebrate our pastor and his family for 15 years of love and dedication. Thank you. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Well, it's ties it off in time. This is the time where we all have the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. Here in K Chapel, there are primarily three reasons why we give. First, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of thanksgiving for God's supplying provisions for all our lives. 
Thirdly, we give simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the ministry and missions that occur here and around the world through KHF. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give traditional envelope method. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you can use the K-Chapel app. And for those of you that are watching us on live stream today, you also can give by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of out of necessity, for God loves a cheer forgiver. God bless you.
like to thank you for this offering, Lord. I pray that it provides for your kingdom in a way that you wish it would. I pray that you would order our steps to walk in the right way, to use this offering for your kingdom. We want to thank you for everything, Lord. We ask you to wait in some Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Chapel again this week that are those that are in need of your prayers we ask that you continue to pray for the Washington Wilson and Smith families we also ask that you pray for sister Gwendolyn Coleman who lost her brother brother Kenneth Weathers arrangements will be shared with you as soon as they are made known to us Keep in mind that Sister Pearl Harper lost her brother, Brother Marion Mack. That funeral for Brother Mack will be held on July 16th at 11 o'clock a.m. at People's Funeral Home here in Jackson. Also, Mother Montgomery, is Cora Montgomery is still in the Manhattan Nursing Home. Brother Walter Cheatham and Brother Benny Lowry are both in rehab. We ask that you continue to pray for those recovering at home. Sister Doris Johnson Wilson, Sister Mary Hodge, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Mildred Wybette Smith, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Brother Al Levy. Also asking for your continued prayers is Brother Charles Epps, Sister Pat Gaines, and Brother Larry Bingham. And as you travel during the week, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed, but his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Come on, open up your mouth in the sanctuary and bless God for brand new mercy. Is that all you got for the mercies of the Lord? Had he been good to you? Did he make a way for you? Did he make a way for you? Did he heal your body? Did he protect your children? Did he bring them home safely? Did he keep you in the midst? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you know he can fix whatever is broken in your life? All you got to do is give it over to him and let him fix it. Amen. Amen.
just say, fix it, Jesus. Whatever. How many of you have to say, here I am. You know all about me. And whatever it is, Lord, please, Jesus. I lay it at your feet. I lay it down at the altar. Because I'm down out. Everybody that's smiling, your face ain't your friend. friend in Jesus. If you got a friend in Jesus, won't he make it all right? Won't he make it all right? Whatever it is, Lord, walk it up it myself. I gave it over to him and I stopped worrying about it. I gave it over to the Lord and he worked it out. Anybody know he worked it out? My, 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 my. Hmm. Thank you. 
disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to preach from the subject, I'm staying with Jesus. I'm staying. I'm staying with Jesus. Life is indeed a journey. A journey that has twists and turns, bends and crooks, cul-de-sacs and even some dead-end roads. On this journey called life, critical moments may develop. Situations may arise and events may transpire that pull at the core of who we are and what we believe. Critical moments. Moments of hardship. Moments of anguish. Moments of tragedy and even moments of calamity. Moments that initially hurt but eventually help to define in certain and definite terms who we are and what we believe. I call them critical 
moments because these are usually the moments that lead to the affirmation of our faith and the declaration of the goodness of God. Critical moments that render reflective confession of what we know to be true even through the hurt and through the pain. Critical moments that buoy the hope that is within us, allowing us to emerge after having been tempest-tossed with a yet will I praise him and a yet will I worship him and a yet will I sing glory to his name mentality. But not only does life bring to us critical moments, but there are also questionable movements that emerge. Movements that espouse differing doctrines, movements that offer competing agendas, movements that attempt to discredit and disrupt our faith and belief system. We're in such a moment right now. We're in the age of such mo movements that are fueled by the exasperation of a new generation with the church. We're in an era of the emergence of movements that critique the absence of the church in matters of social justice. Movements that blast the church for its silence when the church needed to say something and the community needed to hear something. Movements that attempt to fill a void of a visible witness that in many instances the church has forsaken. Let me make it plain. There would be no need for Black Lives Matter if the church had been vocally and visibly crying out against the injustice of unarmed black men and women being killed and those responsible for the killings walking away without consequences. Black Lives Matter filled a void left by the church who was busy preaching prosperity rather than being prophetic. Y'all ain't gonna like this preacher this morning. They filled a void. The church was constructing campuses rather than building communities. The church was busy having church growth conferences rather than sponsoring violence prevention summits. And the rise of an emerging movement is the result of a church missing in action. But even with such warranted critique, and legitimate concern for the sometimes failure of the church, the believer understands that just because the people of the church failed does not mean that there's something wrong with the Christ of the church. Jesus is still good. I wish I had a witness in here. Even though his people may have failed, Jesus is still good. Even if the church missed the mark, Jesus is still good. Even if the church went missing in action, Jesus is still good. And through critical moments and questionable movements, true believers can declare, I'm staying with Jesus. Staying with Jesus. 
Through life's critical moments and questionable movements, I'm staying with Jesus. The road might get bumpy, but I'm staying with Jesus. A new generation may get belligerent, but I'm staying with Jesus. The world may be despondent and despicable, but I'm staying with Jesus. And that, my brothers and sisters, is something to say because we live in a day and age when commitment is not a given. Can I preach it the way I feel it? Listen, people can be fickle, funny, and flighty, but we live in a day when my brothers and sisters, when it doesn't take much for people to decide that they're jumping ship and they're taking the exit off of this ramp. Thank God we can celebrate people who celebrate 50 years of marriage and 30 years of marriage and my own 25 years of marriage, but folk can be funny, fickle, and flighty in this day and age. You look around one day, they're with you, they're gone the next. You'll be trying to figure out what happened, what went wrong, how to fix it, and they're on to their next thing. And because Jesus understood that people can be funny, fickle, and flighty, he did not become frustrated when the crowd dwindled. It did not rattle him when he saw the swelling crowds grow thin. But Jesus stayed on message and on mission, understanding and understanding that along the way, some would come, some would go. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Some will dig in and some will cut loose. My brothers and my sisters, the reality is that in the challenges of life, unexpected realities confront us unanticipated tragedies befall us and they provide for us an opportunity to either dig into our faith or to cut loose from it. Our brothers and sisters, I pray that when such moments come in your life and they will, that you will stand strong in your faith and determine I'm staying with Jesus. Come what may, I'm staying with Jesus. When the storms come, I'm staying with Jesus. When the problems arise, I'm staying with Jesus. When the bottom falls out, I'm staying with Jesus. When my world is on fire, I'm staying with Jesus. When questions are raised, when the new and the novel come on the scene, when something fresh and fancy comes along, I'm not jumping ship, but I'm staying with Jesus. Even when I don't understand him. Even when it's uncomfortable to follow him. Even when it's hard to stick with him, I'm staying with Jesus. Please understand, my brothers and sisters, there will be times when staying with Jesus is neither convenient nor comfortable. That's what's happening in this text. Jesus has dropped another one of his hard sayings on those who had been following him. And Jesus had a habit of dropping hard sayings when he went about his ministry. He said things that were hard for people to hear, to understand, and to go along with. Listen to Jesus. He said, if a man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. That was a hard saying. Because to take up your cross meant you were giving yourself. 
to being persecuted. And don't you know a whole lot of folk decided? That ain't for me. I've heard enough. I'm cutting loose right there. He had hard sayings. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That was a hard saying because what Jesus was saying was, it's not about how good you are. It's not about how much you give. It's not about your good works. You can't be good enough to get into the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again. That was a hard saying for folk who gave themselves to the law and thought that if they perfectly kept the law that they could be good enough to get into God's kingdom. He gave hard sayings. If a man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. That's a hard saying. Jesus said, listen, if you come to me, but you still got folk in front of me, you can't stay with me. If, if you don't understand, watch this, the priority of relationships. If you don't understand that I'm God, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. These were hard sayings that when people heard them, they had to draw a line in the sand and decide whether they would stay with him or leave him. Jesus speaks in our text this morning another hard saying. He is teaching about himself being the bread of life and he invites those who are following him to eat of his flesh and to drink of his blood some of them the text says were offended and Jesus in verse number 61 asked the question does this offend you I find it interesting that today Many believers who profess faith in Christ simply do not find things that ought to be offensive as such. We don't seem to get offended about things that we ought to be offended about. We, we don't get offended about disgraceful stuff. We don't get offended about dishonoring stuff. We don't get offended about disgusting stuff. We, we don't find any offense in the offensive. My brothers and sisters, it ought to be offensive to every Christian that we can have trigger laws in place so that abortion can be illegal in 14 days of the Supreme Court's ruling. But somehow we don't have the temerity to strap the triggers of high-powered assault rifles being pulled, killing school children, grocery shoppers, and parade goers. It ought to be offensive. It ought to be offensive that Christian nationalism can fuel an insurrection against the United States of America and people who are in the Capitol building are right now today trying to minimize it and act like it never happened. It ought to be offensive. 
It ought to be offensive that an armed white male who opens fire and kills six people wounding dozens can be captured unharmed. While a black unarmed man is shot 60 times, it ought to be offensive. It ought to be offensive. It ought to be offensive that a state that can lead the way in a pro-life agenda and yet deny postpartum support for mothers and child care vouchers for children, it ought to be offensive. And we walking around getting offended because folk don't speak to us. Offended because our name wasn't on the program. Uh, offended because nobody gave us the recognition we thought we ought to. We get offended at the wrong stuff. Yeah. Offended because you didn't call my name. Offended because you left my family out. of. Offended because I didn't get my seat. Folk are dying. Brittany Griner is in a Russian jail right now and we offended at the wrong stuff. There's some things that believers ought to be offended about. Need to be offended about. Must be offended about. This text is a call for believers to stand on our faith and to stay with Christ after some had taken offense for the wrong reason. The text says that many of his disciples walked away and went with him no more. Jesus looks at the 12 and asks them, you going to leave me also? Is this the place? where it's gotten too thick for you? Is this the place where my preaching has become too controversial? Is this the place where you can't go to work with your co-workers because you go to that church? Will you leave me? Also, is it too inconvenient for you now? Is my teaching pushing too many buttons? And at Jesus' question, Peter speaks up and gives us three reasons for us to stay with Jesus. Three things and I'm gone. Number one is the acceptance that Jesus has offered. Peter answers Jesus with the question of his own saying, Lord, where shall we go? In other words, Peter put it like this. He said, Lord, if we leave you, where can we find the acceptance that you've given us? If we leave you, where could we find the love that you've shown us? If we leave you, where else could we go and find purposeful life and meaning in ministry? If we leave you, where else do we have to go? Where shall we go? is an acknowledgement that the Lord had accepted them even though they were uneducated. 
even though they were blue-collar tradesmen, even though they were not of the hierarchy and the aristocracy of the day, that Jesus had accepted them. So Peter's question, where shall we go, is a statement of affirmation. Lord, where could we go and be loved like this? Where can we go and be given the privilege to learn at your feet like we're doing here. Lord, where can we go and be used for kingdom building the way that we are right now? Lord, where can we go and be loved on and cared for and encouraged and forgiven? Where can we go and get the grace that you give us, be lifted and be held? Where can we go and be kept? and covered, accepted, and affirmed? Where could we go and be blessed and be called a friend of God? Where could we go? I'm staying with you, Jesus. Because can't nobody do me like Jesus. Jesus changed me. Jesus saved me. I'm sticking with Jesus. Jesus raised me. Jesus washed me. I'm sticking with Jesus. Jesus redeemed me. Jesus justified me. I'm sticking with Jesus. Jesus sanctified me. Jesus sealed me. I'm sticking with Jesus. Jesus called me. Jesus keeps me. I'm sticking with Jesus. Number two, number two. Staying with Jesus, secondly, because of the eternity that he secures. The eternity that he secures. Peter says, Lord, we don't have anywhere to go that can compare to where we are in you. He says, but we've also discovered that thou hast the words of eternal life. He says, we ain't going nowhere. Because don't nobody have the words that you have. There are a lot of folk out there teaching a whole lot of stuff. But we've been walking with you long enough to know that what you're teaching is truth. And it leads to eternal. Is this blessing anybody other than me up in here? It says we're not going anywhere because we've discovered that you have the words to life eternal. Peter says, I'm not trying to get to the Father by any other means. I found that I'm satisfied in you. The old church used to sing that song, I'm so satisfied. I'm so satisfied with Christ, my Savior. I'm so satisfied. That means I don't need anybody else. I'm satisfied in what Jesus provides. I don't need any other teacher or teaching. I'm satisfied in Jesus being the son of God. I, I don't need any other doctrine or doctor. I'm satisfied in Jesus being my great physician. I'm satisfied. It seems to me that once you found Jesus, your search ought to be over. I believe somebody's going to help me preach this. I mean, if you really found Jesus, 
Jesus is so satisfying that, that you ought not be looking, good God Almighty, for anything else. Jesus is so sweet. I don't need any other substitute. Je Jesus is so kind. I don't need any other comforter. Jesus is so real. I don't need any other truth. Jesus I'm satisfied. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so I say to any, you may believe what you want to believe, but I'm staying with Jesus. You may cry out to your God, but I'm going to keep crying out to my God because my God has a track record of answering my cry. My God has a track record of heeding my voice. Do I have a witness here? You may call on your God, but I'm calling on my God because my God, he is my cry. Good God, a mighty, that brings me to my last point because Peter says we're sticking with Jesus because he has the words of eternal security. We're sticking with Jesus because he has accepted us. But finally, we're sticking with Jesus because he has provided evidence. It's in the text, y'all. I'm not making it up. He says, we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ. What, what could make you so sure, Peter? What could cause you to be so confident? I, I believe that it had to have been some of the experiences that Peter and the disciples had had while walking with Jesus. He could say, we're sure that you are the Christ because we have seen for ourselves. Remember Jesus, we were with you when you turned water into wine. We were with you when you walked on top of the water. We were with you when you opened blinded eyes. We were with you, yeah, when you calmed the raging storm. Do I have a witness here? We were with you when you healed the lepers. Good God Almighty, we were with you when you lifted up the lame man. Oh, Lord, we were with you when you cast out the devil and put him into the pigs. 
in the Lord. And all I'm trying to tell you is, when you've been walking with the Lord, you ought to have some experiences for yourself. Good God Almighty, you ought to be able to look back over your life and see the evidence of our all-powerful God. Good God Almighty, you ought to be able to look over the landscape of your life and see that God has been moving mountains. God has been opening doors. God has been fighting enemies. God has been healing sickness. God has been making a way. Is there anybody in here who can testify today? I've got the evidence and I'm sticking with Jesus. He's been good to me and I'm sticking with Jesus. He's been holding my hand and I'm sticking with Jesus. He's been fighting my battles and I'm sticking with Jesus. Say yes! Say yes! sticking with Jesus because I've got the evidence don't make me pull out the book I got the evidence of where he moved in my life I got the evidence folk that he lifted up family members been sick lifted them up I got the evidence wife been ill lifted her up. I got the evidence. I got the evidence. And I'm staying with Jesus. I'm staying. Some folk. Some folk would
you're already standing. Somebody needs to make the decision this morning. You're already on your feet. So why don't you just make a few steps? If you've not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, won't you make the choice this morning? If you don't have a church home, you may have been worshiping online. This may be your first time coming, but you know when you feel the presence of the Lord. You know when you feel the spirit of the Lord. So why don't you make K Chapel your church home this morning? We'd be glad to have you. If you're ready to make either of those choices right now, we want you to come right now. Meet us right here on the left. You're ready to make that choice. God bless you. Come now. God bless you. Come now. They're coming. They're coming. God bless you. Come now. Come now. Come now. Hallelujah. Somebody else is coming. God bless you. Won't you take over this, Sister Butler? God bless you. Somebody else is ready to make the choice. If you're ready to make Cain Chapel your church home, maybe you're in the city and you want to remain a member of your church that's outside of the city, but you're here for a little while. You join under watch care. This will be the place for your spiritual nourishment, your spiritual growth while you're in this area. You come wherever you are. Make Jesus your choice. Make K Chapel your choice right now. The road is rough. And the going gets tough. And the hills are hard to climb. I started out a long time ago. There is no doubt in my heart. I decided. If you're here this morning and you're in need of prayer, there are ministers here gathered right here to my right, your left. If you need prayer for anything at your home, at your place of employment, in your neighborhood, in your relationship, in your family, whatever the need, whatever you need prayer for, God bless you, they're coming. Come right now, join us in this moment of prayer. Hallelujah. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Come on now. Come on now. God bless you, God bless you meet these brothers. God bless you. Meet them now. Pray with them. Pray with them. Pray with these individuals. God bless you. Hallelujah. I decide to make Jesus to there's make another, there's Jesus another. to make Jesus my choice. I decided I need prayer this morning. I can't do this by myself. The road is rough and the going gets tough and the hills are Bless you. God keep you is our prayer. As we go from this place, let us be the church that the world needs us to be. But let us also be the church that God has called us to be. Let us be the church with a visible and a vocal witness that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now may the grace of God, 
the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.